Welcome to Pop Yak, where we yak about pop culture. I'm your host, TJ, and today we're going to yak about Hot D, the green wedding, is what they're calling it on the internet. And I'm inclined to agree that that's a good name for it, considering all the other weddings had colored names. You had the red wedding, the purple wedding, where Joffrey turned purple and died, and the green wedding, because, oh man, when you fucking hoist the flag of war, that shit is green. I know that sounds a little dramatic, but in the Game of Thrones, you win and you die. In the House of the Dragon, you fire and you blood. There was lots of fire and lots of blood in this episode, so let's just get into it proper. As soon as I saw Damon's wife, I was like, she is the coolest person that ever existed. She's riding a horse. She's going hunting for her like own like keep by herself. She's going out there to get the deer herself, which we saw what the king does when he goes hunting for a deer. He sits in a room eating cake and talking to everybody until they capture the deer and he goes and stabs it with a ceremonial spear. Boo, lame, bad, awful, not good. Damon's wife going out there with a fucking bow and arrow and that's it. Queen shit. She should be running the Iron Throne, but you see, royalty makes you soft, whereas she's, she has some power, but she's also knows how to do things for herself, which I'm really, I was really, like, stoked to see more of her and see how she would play in to the game, but then Damon outright fucking kills her by, like, her horse, because Damon spooks it, it falls backwards, crushes her, and then he finishes her off with a rock, like, monkey style. That's what an ape would do. Damn, Damon, that is vicious. We're on the road, or on the water, actually. I'm surprised they didn't ride dragons there, but the king's dragon is dead. He's the, That's the big skull that we see in the basement all the time, so the king can't ride a dragon, so he's like, nobody rides a dragon, we take the fucking boat. They took the boat all the way to... I don't think it's the Stepstones where uh, the sea snake lives, but they take the boat to the sea snake's house and the sea snake himself is like i'm not gonna be bothered greeting the king at the gate let him come to me while i sit in the fucking driftwood throne which by the way the driftwood throne is not just a badass name for a throne but the throne itself looks cool as fuck and the most is gonna give you is a splinter whereas (laughs) poor viserys got stabbed up so bad by the throne and got so many infections that he had to cut off most of his fingers his fingers look really rough like if he wanted to play piano his his hopes and dreams are dashed Are there pianos in this universe? I've never seen one, but I'm sure I've surely heard them being played. And I know that's just the background music, but Light of the Seven is a banger. And it, if I remember correctly, utilizes pianos. Something bothered me about this episode and it was filmed in a really interesting way. I want to know who the director is for this episode because it felt like it was filmed like an episode of Xena and Hercules, if that makes sense. It was filmed very campily. I'm not complaining. I love campy. I felt like Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness also was filmed very campily because it was done by Sam Raimi. Did Sam Raimi also direct this episode? I'm not saying that's bad. I love Sam Raimi. I love his work. It just seemed different than the other House of the Dragon episodes. So we got the loss of the Hightower seems to have risen another informant, and that seems to be Clubfoot. I think that's his name, Clubfoot Strong, who is a strong, but he's not physically strong like his brother Breakbones. Which, his name is fucking Breakbones. We see, I think we see Breakbones in like every episode since the birthday of Prince Aegon. Breakbones in every episode. And I'm not complaining. Breakbones is a good looking bloke. So, every episode I can see him is an A+, plus in my opinion. But we get Clubfoot to kind of put some more dissension in the Queen Alicent's head. 
So, okay, let's go back and talk about Allison talking to her dad, Hightower. Hightower pretty much was like, you fucking chose your, you picked who you wanted to pick. You picked your side in the Civil War, and you chose Rhaenyra. I remember her name, it's Rhaenyra, thank God. Rhaenyra's not gonna do the same for you. Rhaenyra's gonna kill your kids to, to seal up her succession. So get ready for that. Because, you know, Allison was like, "You all you wanted was your fucking... The king was right. You just wanted his chair. I wanted to make sure that the that the kingdom didn't erupt in a catastrophe because a woman is the queen. And I love that how progressive Viserys was, but the people weren't ready for that. The people are not ready for progressive. Too bad. We're going to take them into progressivism, kicking and fucking screaming, whether they like it or not. It's going to be a self-fulfilled prophecy of... A queen is a bad idea because bad things happen. Because you make the bad things happen. Just have the queen be the queen. Let her do her thing. No. The people of the land hate that idea. They want young King Aegon to be the heir. Even though Aegon is still a boy at this point. I don't think time has passed in this episode. Except for the time passing that would take, of course, to take those journeys to and from the Sea Snake. Which I could only guess would take just a few weeks because of how fast they left. If you traveled on a boat for a long time and got somewhere, you would have at least stayed the night. So I'm assuming it probably took a day to get there. I'm going to assume it's a very short amount of time that they took to get there. They got there. Who meets them is her betrothed. Lionel? Lancer? Lionel? But let's go back and talk about Clubfoot. Clubfoot sows some more dissension and he does it in the creepiest way possible. If I was the queen and this dude with a club, frail dude with a clubfoot and a cane started talking cryptically to me, I'd be like, excuse me, security? But Allison doesn't know how to play the game. She's only been a pawn to be used. So she's easily used by Clubfoot who tells her whatever he wants her to know. And she's like, oh my God, dissension. And I think what happened is Viserys traded out his, his rat for a snake. I think the strong father is so smart that he obviously also has his own ambitions and decided I'm going to gain the king's trust until he's fucking dead and then go about my machination once he croaks. And I think that the maesters are, on, are in on it. Uh, the high tower has a brother in Old Town that's tr- with the maesters. And apparently in, alt- in Old Town, when you go to war, you raise a green flag. And so that's why Allison wore the green dress to kind of pr- show like, this is an old town bitch going to war. The fact that you fired the guy whose brother works with the hospital is a bad idea when your f- literally fingers are falling off your hand. I think when they were giving him stuff to drink to, to get him to sleep, that was poison. Or it was just milk of the poppy and they were making him comfortable and not actually doing anything to help him at all. You saw his arm. They could have taken that arm and probably saved his life, but they left it there. Kind of like... They're like, fuck you, dude. We're going to let you die and just make you comfortable so that you can't implicate us directly in your assassination. So anyway, the king is coughing when he meets the sea snake. And every time he coughs, it reminds me of this meme that I saw about the back when Queen Elizabeth was alive. They, it was a meme of like, it's a video and you see, uh, you hear off screen someone coughing. And every time they cough, the person who's pretending to be Prince Charles... Like, his eyes get bigger because <laughs> he's excited about his mom dying so he can be king. And I swear that was happening with the sea snake whenever v- Viserys coughed in front of him. He was like, are you are you finna to die? Because <laughs> I'm ready. I'm absolutely ready. Let's talk terms right now before you die and we can't do that no more. One of his terms was, hey, I want, I want the, the next heir to have my last name. And the king said, yeah, until he takes the throne and then he has to become a Targaryen you know Sea Snake was like fuck all right I guess that works we also find out that Linus there L 
is gay and probably wouldn't really want this matchup anyway. The princess and him talking on the beach and she says, two can dine for $12.99. And it lights his eyes up. Like she's like, look, we're only in this marriage because it's a political agreement. There's nothing stopping us from sleeping around. Nothing. I'm the queen. You're the king consort. We could have our tastes of the meals from all across the country. You are free to do what you want, brother. Lionel? I don't know. L. L names. Uh, was like, hell to the yes. Fist bump. We are in this together. We're going to do this as a team. And I was rooting for them. We were all rooting for them. I don't know why I'm predisposed to root for Rhaenyra. I guess because we spent more time with her. The thing is, everybody in this show is a shade of gray and nobody is perfect. Nobody is the person you're supposed to be rooting for. Although, the king is very progressive. He's like, he doesn't care if his if a queen takes the throne. He doesn't care if that queen sleeps around. He doesn't care if his daughter is found at a brothel. And then he straight up says, like, my daughter will be the, the queen. And no matter the gender of the baby, that baby will be the heir. That's it. I'm putting my fucking foot down. Goddamn progressive King Viserys. That's going to cause your downfall because nothing good can happen in Westeros. As soon as you have a good idea or think, don't worry, boo. I got your back. We're going to marry for convenience. And you you get to taste and sample all of the finest meat back in King's Landing. You think that's going to end well for him? No, nothing ends well for anybody in this show at all. So far, we're like halfway through the episode and I have tons of thoughts. First of all, I'm sad that Damon's wife is dead. She was a fucking real one. What now with Damon? Now that his wife is dead, who does he have his eyes on now? It looks like, according to this pre-party for the wedding... He has his eyes on Lionel Linus's Lancel L. He has his eyes on her, on his sister, which would have been a good match. He even also has his eyes still on Rhaenyra, who stopped wearing her necklace. She was mad at him for leaving her and ditching her that night. We didn't see her physically be angry after that, so I thought she was just chill with it. Like, Damon's gonna Damon. Better go home and, and cure this. I need a cure for moisture. Oh, I get it. Sir Christian Cole. Sir Christian Cole caught feelings. He was on the boat like... Girl, I will take you, I will take you wherever you want. And wherever you want means we're going to live off the land and be poor and you're going to be with me. And she's like, are you fucking kidding me? Do you understand who I am and what I have to do? Like when you took your oath, you realized it was to a monarch, right? That I have things to do. I don't have time to fucking play around with you. You can still hit it, but we are not in that kind of relationship. You could pause it and see and pinpoint the exact moment his heart broke in half. He is distraught by this news. He's like, you'd have me be your whore? Dude, do you realize what's going on? You are the most naive person in the whole show. And it's probably because he's a commoner. He doesn't play the Game of Thrones. He doesn't understand how this stuff works. He soiled his cloak and he wants to make it right by marrying her. And she's like, boo, that's not going to happen. I got to marry for... I don't get to marry for love. Like, that was a choice. And even if my dad said I can marry for love, he would not have allowed me to marry a Kingsguard. You know, Renera gave him a crash course and was like, this is how things work. Sorry, boo. I feel bad for you. Love you like a play cousin, but we got to do these things the way we got to do them. But there is an order to things in King's Landing. <laughs> you can't just take me away, whisk me off my feet to some random homestead where we raise chickens or whatever. I'm not going to be happy. You claim that you're going to be happy, but you're going to see how unhappy I am and be unhappy. It's just a bad time for everyone involved. And it is. But the thing is, that's the whole show. Everything, nothing is a good time. Even that sweet deal she made to to, to Lionel is not going to work. We go to Viserys, who's fucked up, and they give him some probably milk of the poppy to help with his pain. And he t- asks Strong Dad, 
he's like, was I a good meme? And Strong Bad was like, no, but not everybody needs to be a good meme. You know, you did what you had to do. You didn't necessarily conquer anything. You reigned over a time of peace. You're not going to get your name written in the books in big capitals. You know, they'll just put your name in lowercase. And sometimes that's fine. Sometimes just having a peaceful realm is a success. And I like that conversation. It really put things into perspective. And I think that every time you, yes, you, the dear listener, have a situation where you're thinking, fuck, was I a good meme? Just think that what you've done is enough. Sometimes that's all you need to do. So the pre-party for the wedding breaks out and it's nice. And by nice, I mean, people are telling jokes. And then all of a sudden we get our latecomers. We get Damon who shows up late and gets a seat put at the table for him, which was funny. And then we had the the banner of green warfare from old town shows up and she's like robotically talks to Rhaenyra like in a way that Rhaenyra you see it on her face like what the fuck is she why is she talking to me like that greetings stepdaughter I am glad that you have arrived and you are having a wedding killing it in that dress looking better than the bride-to-be which is also a declaration of war if you show up to my wedding looking better than me fucking problems the thing is though she has to understand she's a queen and she, while she has power, she doesn't have as much power as she thinks she has. She does have the, the maesters in the palm of her hand, though. That can be pivotal in a situation where Rhaenyra is going to have no choice but to give birth to an heir. And the maesters can just let her die. Because fuck you. And I think that that might happen. I think that's where my prediction is going. So a guy um, from the Vale showed up and was like, yo, I'm the, I'm the cousin of that queen you, you killed. He's like, bro, sit down. I know more than you. And bro sat down. He, he cowed him real quick. My wife died. I'm owed what's hers. Thank you. Including your bitch ass. You're in the veil. Veil's mine. You're mine. Chaos is just breaking loose on the dance floor. Once Lionel's piece, The Night of Kisses. First of all, George, George, I understand you want to have gay characters in your books. Do you have to make them so stereotypically gayly named? Renly I think his name was was Renly. He was gay, and he was the leader of the Rainbow Guard, and now you have the Knight of Kisses. And he's like, oh, they call me the Knight of Kisses. I don't know why. But anyway, Sir Tristram, we're both delicious food items for the royalty, and I know your secret. And Christian, who freaked out so hard about his secret that he actually blabbed it to Alicent, which pissed her off. We'll talk about that in a second. Christian is really shaken about his oath. So the fact that this random dude walks up to him and goes, I know your secret made him shake in his boots so hard that he turned this dude's face into cheeseburger. Hell breaks loose. Some Lannisters, who are still pissed off that Rhaenyra didn't choose Jason Lannister, get some shots in to, to Lionel, and then poor Lionel has to watch as his boyfriend is brutally murdered his wife-to-be's side piece. It's a night for Lancel, or whatever his name is. It is a night for him. Also, the king said, fuck it, let's get married now. Get everybody together, we're getting married right now because I don't feel so good. <laughs> they start having the wedding. Fucking Lionel's crying during it. And fucking the king is like, this is excellent. This is as it should be. And he just dies. Sometimes you have unfinished business. And then once that business is finished, you fucking croak. And we see at the in the last shot, a mouse drinking the blood. So why do we see the mice? Well, I think the maesters are called brown mice. So I think this is a, the maesters are in charge now, bitch, situation, which nobody is going to, nobody is safe except for Allison. And speaking of which, she was told by Christum, I slept with her. 
and fucking Allison got so fucking mad. Why did she get so mad, bro? She didn't lie to you. Damon didn't fuck her. That's what you asked. You didn't ask if she fucked in general. You asked, did Damon do the fucking? And you got an answer. You're just mad that she's out there having fun while you have to get humped on by some fucking old man covered in boils. That's what your problem is. Don't go taking out your petty frustrations on Rhaenyra, who I love. So I am desperate to see what happens next episode. Desperate to see. We're going to get a time jump. This is the last episode for these, for the Alice, for the actors that play Alicent and Rhaenyra. We're going to get a new Rhaenyra and Alicent actors next week. In between the time skip, I haven't seen the preview. I never watched them. But in the between the time skip, I'm sure the Maesters are going to get up to some more nonsense. I'm sure uh, Sir Kristen, I wanted to be traded to Alicent because she's the one I trust now. And I'm super mad at the queen. I'm super mad at Rhaenyra. So I'm going to team up with her enemy and be her knight instead. I'm assuming if you are Rhaenyra, you would choose Breakbones to be your knight. Because did you see Breakbones go into that mosh pit and go ham? Breakbones for personal knight. His name is Breakbones. So that's what I would do. But I, I definitely see Kristen, Kristen leaving the service of Rhaenyra and going to Alicent, who is the queen still, at least for a few more minutes, while her husband goes into emergency surgery with the maesters who are pledged to kill him, probably. That could be her final act as queen. Like, I'm stealing you away from Rhaenyra. And Rhaenyra could be fine. Break bones. And with this team up, I can see Lionel and Rhaenyra teaming up to take them down. So I am thirsty for the next episode. I am parched. Oh my god. It's so much drama, so much tea. I didn't expect this show to get so juicy so quickly. 10 out of 10 episode. This one was better than last week's. I'm glad I gave it a chance. Thanks so much for listening.